What's up, y'all? It's me with the deets. I got my girl Yo, and and Yo has more no than deets. Then I have deets, so I thought of a catchy name, Yo with the no. I don't know what she think about that. We're gonna see in a minute, but this episode we're gonna get into all the celebrity gossip, all the gossip. We're gonna talk about some uh, breakup and makeups. We're gonna talk about relationships, and we're just gonna get into some tea. So let's get ready to roll. Some podcasts only have the mental aptitude and stamina to talk about one thing, but not this one. This is Meek with the Deets. Meek with the Deets. If it's the entertainment industry, singers, rappers, actors, sports, politics, we're talking about it. Plus, we cover health and fitness, workouts, mental health, positive affirmations, manifestations, and everything in between. Let's get on with the show! Buckle in and get ready for the ride. This is Meek with the Deets. What's up, yo? What's up, Meek with the deets? <laughs> yo with the no. Did you like? And I like no? yo with the no. Look at you, <laughs> creative. That was off the top of my head, you know. It's, it's from I the old, it. it's from the old rap days. I know, cause I can't take yo yo, even though I've probably been yo yo just as long as she has. However, <laughs> <laughs> don't try to play me out. Don't try to play me out. So. Yo yo and I. You want me to say yo yo, or you want me to call you something else? Cause you can say yo yo. Okay, yo yo and I. We came up with this list. The list is eighteen items long, but we just gonna knock them out a few for today's episode. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you start. Yo, what we gonna talk about first? I think what was on the top of the list was we would talk about COVID. COVID rearing its ugly head again. Was that the thing that oh, that yeah, was at the top was, of the list? COVID is back. Mm-hmm. So what? Ha- well, why I put that on is because I went to CVS yesterday. Because mm-hmm. I told you I got my days mixed up. But the other day, and everybody like all the workers had on masks. So I'm looking around. I'm like, y'all know something I don't know. So, so I asked the girl. I was like, should I put on a mask? She was like, I'm just trying to make sure you know I protect myself. I said, what do you know that I don't know? Now then, the very next day, I got an email from CVS saying. Now you can get your COVID, you can get an updated COVID vaccine. I'm like, oh, they know something we don't know. Yeah, it's, look, I think they're going to be sticking us for life (laughs) with this, with this vaccine. And I work in the healthcare, well, I don't work in healthcare, but I work for an organization that, um, that involves healthcare and vaccination is one of the big, like advocacy joints in our organization. So, again, I don't know. I, again, Big Pharma is one of the things I try to stay away from. However, <laughs> it seems like this thing is never going to go away, number one. It's just like the flu is going to be here forever. And right now, it's like really ramping up for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because the season changes. I don't know what's happening. But in my office in particular, 
I think we have had at least five cases and we're a small office. And I tell you, I don't want this. I've had it. I had it this time last year. It's no, it's no fun. (laughs) So um, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I don't want to come up with conspiracy theories (laughs) about it. Um, Because again, I work for a healthcare organization. So I I try to be as neutral as possible. Mm -hmm. But I, again, I don't know. I've taken the, the bivalent I've taken, you know, which, which is the current uh, vaccine. I got it last year after I had COVID and, um, but they're asking us to take it again. So again, <laughs> it's going to be just like that, that flu vaccine that you get every year that most people should get every year. Hmm. So I don't know. I just, yeah. <laughs> but you don't think it'll be another pandemic though. It's just like a, it's going to be an every year thing like flu, pneumonia. Uh, yep. I don't think it's going to be another pandemic. I think we're past that. So I don't think that'll have, it'll be something else, but it won't be this. Yeah. But this is something we just got to live with, you know, unfortunately. And it seems like now, since they're being proactive and not reactive, it won't turn into a pandemic because, you know, like now I said, they have people got masks on, stores are offering the vaccine. Um, so maybe we won't go back into pandemic mode, but you never know. Yeah, I don't like I said. If it goes back, if we have a pandemic, it'll be something else. Uh, it won't be. It won't be this. It won't be the corona. This version of the coronavirus that we had. So, I don't know. Again, you know, I, we could come up with conspiracy theories and why we even, you know, go through these bouts of of illness and and then mm-hmm. then all of a sudden some type of medicine or some type of vaccine mm-hmm. or something comes about. Again. We live in this capitalistic society, so mm-hmm. therefore, uh, uh, yeah. again, let me not say, let me let me not have all these conspiracies. Mm-hmm. So many, it's so much I could say, but I'm like, you know what? We it don't know. We don't want Big Brother government knocking at the door. Absolutely not, because they listen to everything. Absolutely. So and I think the pandemic, COVID, was still like a controlled virus. I think it was like. Um, put out on purpose to bring money to the economy and to kill a lot of people so it's not a lot of people in the world. Same thing they say about HIV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm... Again, I, again conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not... Um, I was so ready to take that damn mask off that I haven't even started wearing it again. But like I said, I'm looking at everybody else. I'm like, should I put this sweaty mask back on? After I just threw away all the little cute little masks we had and stuff, but I I have those like K95s. They passing mm-hmm. them around at work. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm serious. Should I put the mask back on or not? But I, I guess still, I still have them. I still have like the disposable ones and, the, and mm-hmm. also the the, K, the N95s or whatever you want to call them. But I haven't. I have yet to put on a mask, and I've been on a plane and that kind of stuff. But I do make sure that when I come back from somewhere that I take a COVID test. Okay. Okay. Well, at least you do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing with the plane. I'm like, oh, this is too enclosed for me. But the last time I flew, I didn't wear one. But the time before, I had one on. But everybody else just be free balling. They don't have no mask on. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to put a mask. I don't think that we'll be able to do another mask mandate. So that's not going to happen. Oh, good. But, but again, because we have these we now, because we know, because we're in the now, because we have a vaccine, a viable vaccine, I think mm-hmm. now it's, there's no reason for us to, to be in that type of situation anymore to have to have a mandate. Mm-hmm. But again, I think the it's ticking up because, again, seasons are changing. And I think it's going to be just like how influenza is. 
Um, there's flu season. It's going to be probably COVID season, you know, moving forward. Um, again, this is when I got it last year and I was on, and I was traveling and I came back and I had it. So I don't wish it on my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. I know it affects people differently, but I, I had everything. I lost the sense of taste and smell, all of that. So yeah, it was a mess. And yeah. I couldn't get a negative COVID. T- I couldn't get a negative reading for like nine days. Whoa. Like it would not, I was like, is this the end? <laughs> so which one you had? The other one, you know, it was like three different versions. Look, I don't know what version I had, but whatever was out September of 2022, that's what I had. Yeah, that was and, the- uh, I don't know. And it was right when whatever the strand was during that time that they actually introduced the bivalent vaccine. Oh. Because at that point they were just still doing the whatever you call it, the the MRSA one. I don't know what it's called. I don't know the different variations oh. of the vaccines, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. this is the one that's combined with the one the bivalent is the one that's combined with all the other and, you know, I don't know what you call it, but nevertheless, that's the one that I ended up getting. So I had to wait because I had to wait like maybe three to four weeks after I had COVID to get it. Why? Because it had to be negative? I think because of the whole antibodies and all that other stuff, because I already had the antibodies built up in my system because I had it. So it was no reason for me at that point to go ahead and quickly get the vaccine. That is crazy. So because I wasn't going to get it again, like right back to back. So and I was again, just that's saying, science, and and again, I didn't, uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't do well in science, but nevertheless, uh-huh. I just go back with the like with the and I didn't do the plex plex plexovit or whatever you want to call it. I didn't do any of that, which is kind of it kind of deters and lessens the symptoms that you have when uh-huh. you have it. Uh-huh. Usually, they usually they give it to older patients, but um, my my primary care was like you don't necessarily need to take that, so. I didn't even know they had all that stuff out there. Plaxlovid or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, the reason why we were just talking about just Big Pharma and, and other conspiracy theories when it comes down to this virus and all the money that's been made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, I didn't know again. they had all those like medications, but I guess they had to remember they said they was um, they had the little scientists in the lab working on cures and stuff so I guess they came up with a, I didn't even know they had all that medicine I thought you just had to get over the thing when you got it yeah and it's a virus so it's never going to go anywhere you don't cure yeah. it yeah, which so, the, the symptoms yeah mm-hmm. the, lessons, the, the symptoms yeah exactly well, so I don't know let's again. just yeah, let's just hope we don't go back to that mandate or I don't even knock on wood I didn't even get it like the whole pandemic everybody around me got it but Fortunately, I didn't get it. But actually, I think I had it before they started giving the test, like in 2019, like right when it was like mm-hmm. all these people was getting sick. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have any tests. I got real sick, like pneumonia sick, COVID sick. But they didn't have any tests, so they kept. They gave me like um inhaler and um uh what you, bronchitis medicine, and it was just doing everything else. The whole mm-hmm. time I probably had COVID. Me too. I was sick like that twenty the end of twenty nineteen, the beginning of mm-hmm. twenty twenty. I was sick as a dog. Mm-hmm. And um and I remember like right when um the pandemic hit, like when we were we when we were in the throes of the pandemic, I remember getting uh antibody tests. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any antibodies. So they was like, Well, no, you didn't have it. I was like, Ah BS, I think I had it. Because I was almost deathly ill at the end of twenty nineteen. Yeah. It was, it was a mess. 
And you remember when um Diddy's baby mama, remember they said she had pneumonia? It was mm-hmm. the time she just came back from a trip to Africa, her and her girlfriends, and she was real sick, coughing, and they kept saying it was pneumonia, it was this and was that. And that was probably COVID. Yeah, some kind of like oh, oh, some level of RSV, which is the next thing that's out here. And I don't, and I'm not going to even subscribe to say that that's just for old people. <laughs> I just think it's, um, and again, now they have a quick vaccine for that. Mm. That is that, uh-huh. is that respiratory um, impairment, huh? That's going around now? Mm-hmm. Lord. And it's usually for people that are like 60 and over. Oh. But, you know, the symptoms are so vague that it could literally be anybody. I know. believe it. Because a lot of people have been getting sick lately. And they, be, and they say, well, I went and got a COVID test. It's not COVID. It's probably RSV. Or some type of, you know, mm-hmm. respiratory infection. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to keep taking my zinc every day. That's what I've been doing. I do take zinc and elderberry and all that other stuff. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, that stuff that they sell at the store is nothing but zinc. I'm like, I could just get some zinc pills from Amazon. Yeah. What's that stuff called? Cody's. If you look at the back, it's like zinc. I'm like, y'all selling a zinc with a name on it and making money. I'm gonna go get there these go. zinc pills from Amazon for $5. There you have it. Again, money. Mm-hmm. Always. Big Pharma, like you said. But we just gonna stay, make sure we stay in good health. And I try. <laughs> Look, I, don't I, think I'm a, I don't think I'm gonna wear a mask. I'm just like, whatever. Like If they make us wear it, but I, I'm just if I get it, I get it at this point. Yeah, I think where it's required, I mean, I'm not going to fight nobody on it. I'm like, all right, I have, you know, I still keep them in my car and I still mm-hmm. have them at home. But, you know, to resort having to go in somewhere and just be, like, I, I, I want to see, um, like, you know, I love concerts. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine going into a concert and sitting there with a daggone mask on or oh. getting or getting to the point where you have to get vaccination records and things again. Because I remember that was a thing you had to show oh. proof of vaccination. I'm like, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we're not doing that. Mm-mm. So crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we lived through something like that. We That's lived like- through something like that for th- almost, what, uh, I guess two years, almost three years? Yeah, so I don't want to return to that shit. No, I'm not claiming it, so just mm-hmm. let it go. <laughs> Let that shit go, COVID. Go on there, Panty. All right, cool. Yeah. So let me um ask you about your boy, because I, I that was a that's a hot <laughs> item for you, Mr. Perry. And I happy it's funny you had him on a list because I just started well, I finished reading this book about his kind of like I guess it's a biography about his life or whatever. Um, I don't know how I ran into the book. I was listening to an Oprah book, which led me to his book. So I was like, oh, it's very insightful. It's kind of like what we already know, how he had a rough childhood and he was homeless. But it was like, you know, a little bit, little bit more in detail. But mm-hmm. but now you said his his latest comment or, or his post, he done lost his rabbit ass mind. Yeah, and I and I... I, I hate, it's almost like you hate beating this topic or this subject, you know, it's like a beating a dead horse. And because we hear this often from, you know, a lot of the, you know, influencers and people who are on, you know, who have these podcasts, especially a lot of these men who have these podcasts and um, always staying in women's business. Mm-hmm. And this, <laughs> is the, this is the definition of staying in women's business. Like now you're trying to tell us that we should, you know, one you tell okay out of the first side of your mouth one side of your mouth you're telling us that we're too masculine 
Um, like we need to, we need to, you know, find our, our find our femininity. And then the other side of your mouth, you're telling us that we need to settle for mediocrity. He said this I, in the same video. I'm like, no, I'm just saying this is usually oh, with, what like cisgender men like his ass usually say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like I it, make up make it make sense because mm-hmm. none of it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. But what does make sense is you just keep quiet <laughs> <laughs> and not say anything. Because he even said this. He even prefaced this before he even made the statement. And, and mind you, he's talking to Crystal Renee, the girl that plays oh. Fatima on Zatima mm-hmm. and on Sisters. And I don't know what her response was because mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever, you know, I'm always on TikTok just mm-hmm. scrolling and all mm-hmm. that other stuff and, and commenting to the millennials. But mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Um <laughs> <laughs> but she was she's making all these sound bites and I don't know who she's somebody's interviewing her and she's talking about you know just relationships as a black woman and all this other stuff and how you know just her experience mm. so with her because he's talking to her in this clip that everybody is talking about that's gone viral I want to know what her response was because she kept just saying uh-huh yeah she was kind of agreeing and I don't, I don't know if that was editing or just you know sound bites being pulled together Cause I was like, she can't sit there and agree with what he's saying. If that's like, her boss, <laughs> what'd you say? If that's her boss, she can't. And, and that's that was my other thought was like, this a man that you know that signs your check. Maybe I don't yeah. know. But, could, but I would think that you would want to have somebody that's in your camp that has a a level of you know opinion that you know that you could respect. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't I couldn't gather what her what her response was or what her thought could possibly be in that moment when he said that because he's basically saying that you know you we should once settle for less settle for mediocrity or he it wasn't even medio- mediocrity he was just saying like literally the dude if he could just pay the light bill we should be accepting of that as long as he is a good man and he's good hearted and he loves you and da 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 and I was like in 1965 but what is I mean one doesn't have anything to do with the other <laughs> that no. that's number one but and it's just but there is no other and people have made this this comment this statement and this observation throughout this entire you know people making these comments about what he said is that there's no other race you know in this universe that has to be asked these questions or subjected to this Mm. but us Mm. black women and i'm like and first of all as a dude now this man is a billionaire now you out here buying planes, trains, automobiles, you out here buying TV networks, and you're telling men, black men, that if you love them enough, then they'll be accepting of, you know, what it is that you could possibly, you know, your financial situation or whatever the case may be. And, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And speaking as a as a single woman and a successful single woman, I'm sitting here like I don't, I don't I've never dated down. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. I maybe when I was when you're younger, you have no idea what it is that you're looking for, what you want. Everybody is trying to find themselves, like in their back, maybe in their twenties or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as you become this big grown ass adult, <laughs> you start getting big grown ass bills like mortgages, you know, and children with tuition and that kind of stuff. The last thing you want to do is think about you and a partner struggling just to make ends meet. Yeah. And because that puts more stress and strain on the relationship. Because I'm going to tell you, there's nobody, there's no man on the face of this planet I'm going to respect if you just come to me and just say, all I got right now is this light bill. Shoot, your 15 year old son, when he had his first little job, could have paid the light bill. 
that's but it, that's the things that you tell your children to do okay now you're gonna get this light bill and you're gonna start paying your own phone bill and you're gonna put some money on this cable bill that i mean that that's what you i think he's speaking from a traumatic kid's mind because absolutely i listened to the book he talked about how his father was a relentless wife beater like his father beat his mama ass until he died type wife beater and so i think his comment now now that i listened to the book because i didn't listen to it prior to when he made this comment so at first i was like what the fuck's he talking about okay come on tyler but then when i listened to the book i was like oh he's speaking from a a little boy because you know they say your mind your mentality is stuck at that same age when you where you experience that trauma absolutely so speaking from that little boy that saw his mama get her ass whooped every day all his life until he moved out now that doesn't make it right but i can see now why he said that but no tyler anybody putting up with that in 2023 Mm-mm. yeah and I thought the same thing because again I didn't read the book or anything like that but I just know you know just listening to his story on countless interviews is that you know his mother went through so much you know in terms of abuse from his from his father and, and so did he mm-hmm. and and I and, and but from that from that I would think that you would say that this is not and he said this he's already taken this vow that this wouldn't be him because look what he's become mm-hmm. so so you so you're an example of not that you're not a part of that you didn't come out to be what your circumstances were Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so why would you not expect or challenge men to be you know to do great and to be great yeah i'm trying to like i'm trying to like nah i couldn't do it Mm -mm. not not at um 50 nah you're not just gonna pay absolutely not (laughs) you're not just paying on light bill bro Mm -mm. not in here you can't Mm -mm. And I think that's probably the cheapest bill in this house. So let so absolutely not. Now and and, you know. and then I'm getting to the age where like we you know like I'm all for um Jamal retiring now. He he still got he's gonna have some money coming in, but then I'm all for him being the house husband and cooking and cleaning while I still gotta work. Now that's a whole nother different ball game. But when you don't have no money coming in and all you yeah. pay bill, nah, I don't even want you to be my house husband. You can just go. Look, I've been there, done that, got tattooed. You already know, yo. Absolutely. Mm-mm. So, but here's my thought with today. So, it was a young lady that was on TikTok, and I think I sent you the the video, and she mentioned that you know she was like the supporter of her husband, and this is almost like what you're talking about with Jamal. Um, she supported her husband, you know, when he was doing his clerkship, you know, as an you know, I guess again, doing your clerkship, you have a law degree, so you're on. Mm-hmm the road to becoming an attorney Mm -hmm. so she was like you know he was only clerking making 20 grand a year i was working two three jobs make sure we blah 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 and finally he became you know this attorney and i think and a partner no less you know in a law firm so she was like i haven't looked at a bill or know what you know what a bill looks like in you know the the last you know decade or more oh and i'm thinking to myself absolutely this is i mean that's a different story in and of itself Mm -hmm. it's law clerk on your way to an actual career versus dude doing pickup work with no career direction at all and all i can pay all i can give this month boo is money for the light bill if you don't get your ass out of here you ain't that money for the light bill get like I but i bet you that twenty thousand dollars he got clerking he gave her every dime of it oh yeah you know what i'm saying or or whatever that you know was feasible to come out of that so he could at least you know take care of himself to a certain degree 
but that was different. You know, like I said, he's clerking. You can see. So he's, so there is something that's, that's on the horizon. Somebody that's just picking, you know, I'm trying to see if I can get, you know, you know, you know, my dude, he gonna hook me up with a little gig here. I no, we're, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And it's not even for us to be sitting here thinking that we're, we're too good for it, but I'm gonna say, yeah, we are. You know, if you think about, you know, all that we have to go through in the workplace and, and, and again, I, I get it that it's hard for black men. I understand it. Um, but what we have to go and go through in the workplace when it comes to not only just gender equality, but also mm-hmm. the race, the, the racial aspect of it, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Sexual harassment. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely. The microaggressions, all mm-hmm. these things that happen, you know, because there's nobody one, you know, and, and I know people like you preach it to the choir, but no, but there's nobody that protects us. Mm-hmm. Like I think about even being in the workplace and most of the places that we both work, you know, throughout our careers, it's been predominantly probably white male. Mm-hmm. And, and with that being said, you always feel like you have to um, put on this kind of demure, if you will, Hello. persona of yourself. So you won't feel like that you're being the aggressor a lot of times in the, mm-hmm. in, you know, in the workplace, especially me, because, you know, I've always been known as being the person that is, you know, not necessarily aggressive, but I speak my mind a lot. And I and and. And if I and if I'm unhappy about something, you you you'll know it. You like you like I literally wear my emotions on my sleeve. And you're in a place where you can't be emotional anymore. You can't. Um, we have to work about we have to worry about white woman fragility. I it's it's just difficult. It's difficult for black women. I don't care what, yeah, what anybody says. It is. It's way worse for black women than black men. I think so, especially when the ones who are in. We're going to talk about you know the ones who are in that that group of that's pretty educated and mm-hmm. you know on that path of of career mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's it's way difficult for us than it is for them yeah but even on a physical aspect let's just say you got a black female and a black male that black male has more access to way more jobs than a black female just physically like he could be a trash man you know what i'm saying like that's true he, too I mean, even though it's gender equality, man, you got women working on construction sites, but even there, you have discrimination where they might hire a man before they hire a woman. Absolutely. So we are at the bottom. Yeah, we are. The bo- bottom. I had this argument with some with a, with a male friend of mine uh, maybe a couple of years ago, and again, it was like a pissing match about who's who's uh, <laughs> who scarred the most, black women or, white, or, or black men. I'm like, dude, <laughs> And like you can you can piss with me all day, but you're not gonna win this argument. You're not gonna win this fight. It's us. Mm-mm, and then, not only thinking about you know people outside of you know outside of our races, outside of our race that treats us in a certain way or views us in a certain light, it's y'all who also do it. Black mm-hmm. men, exactly, who also do it. Who perpetuate that kind of hate and, and uh-huh. disdain for us? And I'm like, that's even worse. Yes, because- like we don't have anybody. Nobody. We by ourselves. Yeah, we don't even have like the white woman. Like they don't even have our back for real. It's they because they see us as a threat. White woman fragility. I talk about it all the time. I I can't think of the book that I read maybe like four years ago about it. I'm, if I find it, I'll I'll send it to you. And it just talked about just you know, and and nobody thinks about when you think about affirmative action when it was affirmative action was brought about. It was actually really the people who benefited from it the most was white women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not us. Mm-hmm. We didn't use affirmative action. Right. <laughs> it was white women, and now they're getting rid of that. And uh, I've always—that's a whole other conversation. They're getting rid of that. What critical race theory? 
another um, another conversation to have. But yeah, so just, like I, erasing erasing the fact that we just never existed, like we just mm-hmm. like we just hit by happenstance. But, but we ain't happen. going nowhere, so they can get that out of the mind. We not doing no Gilead. Uh, no, we not no, not at all. Mm-mm. But Tyler, I mean, he did lose his mind when he said that. Sometimes people say stuff and think they sound like on point, but nah. He well, I don't nah. I do not support that comment at all. Don't come paying no light bill. I think I was like, I wonder if he did it for shock value because he has one of these, oh yeah, one of these uh these um. You know, struggle love movies coming out or something. I don't know because I was like, I because even again he prefaced when he said made the statement. I know I'm going to piss a lot of black women off by saying this. He said that. Uh huh. So know. I'm like, if you know that, and it's like, do but do you really? But do you really believe this? Or you just wanted to you know stir the pot to see what people's thoughts would be? And you he should have known right off the break as soon as you said it that you were going to start some crap. Mm-hmm. You know, then you got some of these women who are. Who not? I don't want to call them hypergamy women, but they, these pick me women, <laughs> as I guess what the kids call them, because um, I had never heard that term until I got on social media. But right. nonetheless, um, that what is that pick me like? What like it's it's almost like they agree with you know they have a have a rebuttal to why you know women should probably About agree that? with what he said basically. Oh. Uh-uh. And and it's one of those and, and somebody did say it. It was like, you know, you a lot of you women feel like, you know, you're going to bed alone every night mm-hmm. and you 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 know, you're curling up to, you know, things that are superficial like material things and blah blah blah. Let me tell you something. <laughs> as a as an almost 50-year-old woman, 51-year-old woman who's who lives on her own, who's never been married, who does not have children, I do not regret the decisions that I've made to be single and childless. Okay. It's never been a child. There's never been a time that I said, "Oh my God, I wish I would have, you know, at least thought about it." No, because I had my reasons why, why I'm childless, mm-hmm. and the reason why that I don't want to necessarily be in a long term committed relationship. I've been there. Well, that's yeah. good. That's this. That's good. You leading to our next uh topic. So go on. That was that was next on the list too. I, like I said, I think some of these topics can kind of run together. Yeah. But no, it's just for in in again marriage in in. And and relationships are are I don't want to say it's subjective, but I mean it. Here's the thing: it's what you make them, and it's mm-hmm. like, and everybody doesn't have the same belief on, about what they what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it defines who you are. Right. I don't. I I don't subscribe to the notion that you know you're not a whole woman unless you have an a, you know a family. And mm-hmm. women who have families, I mean, because you have one, you have a beautiful one. I've been around. <laughs> for a long time and mm-hmm. I've seen the birth of all three and been around you know mm-hmm. I mean it's I've been through both marriages you know what I'm saying so it's like it's 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 not for everybody it is and I've all and you've never and we've known each other since we were 13 14 years old you have never heard me say when I get married or when I have kids <laughs> you have never heard me say that Mm-mm. because I meant it I mm-hmm. meant every word of it I was like Meanwhile, hey, that's not my thing I ain't gonna never had no kids <laughs> And I always joke with you, and I remember saying, you say, you know what? You don't have to carry it. I'll carry it if you want to have one. <laughs> and I think this was right after you may have, right after Naomi, I do believe. Uh-huh. And I was like, something is wrong with you. <laughs> but, <laughs> and probably joking, but not joking, like, you know, uh-huh. you know, you should have a baby. It's okay. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. 
I'm good. Yeah, you can have them. I love yours. I swear. I thought the first one was mine. <laughs> but but um, it's it doesn't. Def- I never let it define who I am as a woman. Like I'm like, oh. ah, I've had my fun, <laughs> I and I still talking- continue. Yeah, I was talking to I think Naomi about this. Everybody has like, we're going we're gonna we're gonna touch on this because that's one of your topics. If we could rewind portions, mm-hmm. like where would I start? And so, and regrets and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. sometimes, like one time, I think it was when Naomi first found out she was pregnant. I was talking to this lady at work and I was so upset. I was like, oh, she's young. She's too young to have a baby. Oh, why? And the lady was like, and she was around my age at the time, which was like mm, early to mid 40. She was mm-hmm. like, you know, there's women who can't have babies. She was like, um, this, so this, you shouldn't look at it like, you know, like a bad thing. This is a blessing. And I'm like, but then when I looked at it like that, I was like, you know what? Is she right? Like, it's women who want to, but physically. Mm-hmm. And here I am mad because my daughter ended up pregnant, you know, not because she wanted to, but it just happened. But I was looking at it the totally wrong way. So I don't. That's true. If you thought the first segment was good, stick around. Here comes part two. Keep working out. Keep eating right. Keep living healthy mentally. Meek with the deeds. Keep working out. Keep eating right. Keep living healthy, mentally, meek with the deeds. Yeah, so now looking back, I'm glad she didn't take my suggestion and get an abortion because everything worked out. You know, Logan is my man. But that was just interesting that she said that. I never looked at it like that. She was like, and there's women that, you know, want to have kids and can't have kids. And I think she was one of them. So I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Because some of them, you know, that's sensitive when you can't. You know, have one. You've been trying, trying, trying. Mm-hmm. Other lady at my job, she ended up having a kid when she was 52. She said her and her nope. husband for like 20-something years. And they, it just got to a point where it's not going to happen. Never mind. And then she got pregnant. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Don't, you shouldn't even tell me that. But, um, I but I think with you, with Naomi, you think about your own plight. You know what I'm saying? You think the fact that, you know, at that age, you like, you know, I had two of y'all, you know what I'm saying? Or, mm-hmm. you know, three. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at your own circumstance, kind of. You're like looking through your own lens, and mm-hmm. you just think it's not about wanting better, because of course, you know, she was going to be fine, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, that, in that right. But you're just thinking, I don't want her to, to have to, you know, endure. Because, you know, having kids young and, and you, mm-hmm. when you were young, that's a lot, you know, regardless mm-hmm. to, you know, you, you didn't have a partner, but. It's, it's it's it was still a lot, and I think that's where you were coming from more so than anything. And then the other part is, and you do have people who who can't. Is it is a blessing because people who can't have children and people who have kids who shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's that other part. And part of me was part of me was selfish. I ain't gonna lie, I was being selfish because I was young. I wasn't ready to be no grandmom. Like I'm not even like a grandmom type. Like I'm not gonna be. <laughs> diapers and 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 taking them to the playground that's not me so i was just like that it was it was a lot it was it was some selfishness involved i ain't even gonna because i'm just not 
That's well, you just... agreed to you at least you not agreed to it. You admit to it. Yeah, but they. I told them that I was like, I'm not like the traditional grandma. I don't yeah. think it. I'm not. I didn't change the diapers, but we still, you know, are close. But that's just boundaries that I set. But my biggest regret, I would say, just to answer your question, um, would be probably not being a rapper. Like I really think I should have. Um... <laughs> And don't nobody know that better than I do. Like, I really think I should have just honed in on my skills. I really think I should have just went to New York and knocked on Def Jam door like everybody else did. Remember back in the 90s, everybody was just getting in time. If you want to get in the industry, the 90s was the time to get in the industry. Hip-hop was, like, blowing up. Like, it was all these young record companies and executives. And that was my time. That's my biggest regret. And that's that's my- why I be telling these millennials <laughs> to sit down and shut up. <laughs> and these Gen Zers, especially Gen Z. I'm like, well, y'all just sit down and be quiet. Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't know what. We invented hip-hop. Don't play with us. Yes. That is us. That is all us. The y'all are just reaping the benefits. And, and make it And fucking it up. Somehow. That part. That part. Because I was going to say the same thing. I was like, and jacking it up. Because it's like most of the stuff, I have no clue what it is that's out here. Nothing. The ice spice and nice, nice and uh, uh, glizzy. I don't know them people. I don't, I don't but, know. This. I don't. I don't know y'all. But apparently, you know they is they what's in right now. But that's my. I, if I had a regret, like if someone asked me what's my big, that is my biggest regret. Not pursuing <laughs> pursuing my rap or pursuing pursuing entertainment. Period. Because remember, it was a time that we both. <laughs> And this is great that we're having this conversation because we both wanted to be in the entertainment business, but I wanted to be a writer. Uh-huh. I wanted to be, you know, a publicist. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be in entertainment, but I didn't want to be be an entertainer. Uh huh. And I took every step. You know, I got a degree in journalism. Yeah, I worked at BET. I worked at Town 20. I, I worked at SAG-AFTRA. You there. know, it's like I, I was in the space. Mm-hmm. But it was, I think, I looked at how daunting it was and how competitive it was at the time. Um, it was like herding cats for all of us to be PAs and that kind of stuff. I was like, I don't want to do that. And mm-hmm. I knew that I was making more money than most of them when I decided to not continue mm-hmm. and went on to nonprofit and started to do, you know, what I do now. But it was all about a dollar and at that point, and mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't about my passion. And so, yeah, so that's why I told you in one of the questions, I said, you know, we were thinking about if we could rewind certain parts of our lives, you know, mm-hmm. what part of your life would it be? And I always say it's those um, those pivotal ages of 18 and 30. Those mm-hmm. are the two two eras of my life that I wish I could could do a rewind. Because mm-hmm. for 18, I would have I would have gone away to college, which I had an opportunity to do. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. And and then I think my life would have been differently, would have been different because I don't think I would have come back. I think I would have had the courage to probably explore and not necessarily make the DMV my home base. Yeah. Was uh, it I don't, a- know, if, I don't mm-hmm. know if you knew I had an opportunity to leave to go to another nonprofit and work in Chicago when I was like 20, no. about 27, 28. And I didn't do it. And I didn't do it. So again, you know, and I was approaching 30 and just all those things that could have been different for me. And mm-hmm. so those are the things, I mean, it's not necessarily regret, but you just think about, you know, at, when you're young, you think you're invincible, like you have enough, I got time to, you mm-hmm. know, figure this out and that kind of stuff. And I looked up, I'm 50, I'm almost 51 years old mm-hmm. and I, and I wouldn't trade my life. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I've lived um, a good life, but I'm just thinking, just exploring the, you know, exploring the world a little differently. 
Yeah. And yeah. and that's I would that that's those are the two ages I wish I could probably do a rewind and reset. Yeah, mine will be seventeen and that's it. I only have one year. <laughs> yep, same. Because those are the making those decisions about, yeah. you know, because you're getting ready to turn 18 and figuring out exactly yeah. how you're going to set your life up. Well, no, let me say 17 and like 22 because I don't know if I told you, but remember, well, when Malik was playing football down in Charles County, Chucky Thompson's son played football for the same little league. So his girlfriend at the time, I don't remember people's names. She was like, "We he needs an assistant, da 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 da." And so I was going to be their assistant at the studio, but my husband at the time wouldn't let me be, wouldn't let me work with them. So I was like, "That was another opportunity." I can't remember right. how old, I was, but it was like maybe mid twenties, I guess, or maybe close to thirty. But so yeah, that you right, yep. So seventeen and then close to thirty, so about the same. Mm-hmm. Cause those are those pivotal times because because at 17, 18 years old, you're trying to figure out, am I going to college? Am I not going to college? Is, is it for me? Is it not for me? What do I, what it's like when you start planning your life, mm-hmm. you really ain't got a clue, but you just start kind of, you know, working that blueprint a little bit, trying to figure out what, you know, what your life is going to possibly entail. And mm-hmm. then once you get to 30, you grown, grown. Mm-hmm. So you should have made some. I mean, I done had a mortgage for five years at thirty. You know, at that point, you know, there's a lot of things that's happening at thirty that mm-hmm. I should be really taking heed to. Like, are you really on the right path or right track that you want to be in in terms of what you, how you want to set your life up from here to now to 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 this point? And I don't think I, you know, I don't think I took my own advice. I don't think that I really <laughs> inwardly thought, you know carefully and and thought about what these next 20 years were going to look like like I said I don't have I, I, I live a good life but I just don't think that I I know that I didn't, didn't go after my passion and that's the thing that you know I think a lot it's, of us kind of just like think we get into the grind mode it's never too late though because I mean, look at a lot, a lot of these uh, billionaire millionaires they didn't start becoming millionaires until like 50 Look at uh, what's the what's the boy name? Be- Bezos. He was like fifty something. Amazon had been out for like ten years selling books. You know what I'm saying? So I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, oh, I'm about, I'm about to be fifty. But then I was like, most of the people who like really hit their top, you know, they're in their fifties is when they finally hit it. So I don't know. I'm like, well, maybe I still have some time to hit it. But or also, um. I was reading this other book or listening to this other book and it was talking about like sometimes you have to work to be able to live your passion if that makes sense like some people say like you have to find your passion your passion well you know what your passion is but sometimes you have to like work because you still got to survive you know you still got to like pay bills and live Mm -hmm. to be able to do your your passion I was like that makes sense too like don't just be not some dudes be like yeah like me I'm gonna be a rapper I'm just gonna quit my job now at 49 and stop <laughs> studio trying to rap. That's your good government job. You better not. <laughs> the, pro- the proper thing would be to use the money I get from my good government job and make a little studio in my room and then I could just bust out some rhymes in the studio. You know, that would fulfill my passion. I ain't got to put it out. But, but you- yeah, you're right. And it's the whole thing now is different because it's not like you got to have somebody listen to your mixtape. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like you can put it on any platform. And it, 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 it could go viral. You never freaking know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
So it's a lot different, like, but that's a good point. That is, that, those are two pivotal years. I ain't think about that, but you're right. It is, and I was like, because I think those are the times that, like I said, you know, at, at 17, 18, you don't know what life has in store for you, but just is when you start thinking about what you could possibly be doing, and then 30 is like, look, I'm 30, 30. I had to figure this out, you know, one way or another, because, you know, it's because time is going to keep on ticking, because, of course, that's one thing we can never get back is time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I looked up after 30 and, and 50 approached. I was like, dang, how I get here? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know about you, but it took, and, and I don't know how you're feeling now because you're going to turn 50 in a couple of months. But last year, this before I turned 50, I think mm-hmm. even when I turned 49, 49 was cool. I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm still in my 40s. This is this is great, but I had anxiety about turning 50. Yeah, I have anxiety. Because it's I like, am I? It's like, and I don't know if it's, and again, you can, this is probably going to kind of segue to you talking about people doing it for the gram and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not on the gram and I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on any of that stuff. But, you know, I do love my little TikTok. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> which is probably worse than all of them. Um, <laughs> but I started thinking about my life in totality and I'm thinking, did I did I do what I set out to accomplish? I'm like, do I know what I'm supposed to be doing? I mean, it's like I'm still looking at life and mm-hmm. and it's evolving and it's and it's I feel like I have a whole lot to still do mm-hmm. and with you know realistically about 30 35 more summers <laughs> to do them in yeah you know what I'm thinking you know what I'm saying and it's just like I I it just really gave me anxiety like mm-hmm. I don't care how many vacations I can go on how many cele- celebratory vacations I've gone on in the last five six seven eight years Turning fifty was was something. Yeah. It was a big pill to swallow for me, and it seems like it's like that for women more so than men. I wonder why. I've for me, I guess because when I say fifty, I feel like it's half of a hundred, mm-hmm. and one seems like such an old age. And you know, I'm like, so I'm halfway to old because now the fifties, now our fifties is not like our parents. Not at like, all. People that's in their fifties and even sixties is not like it was back in the day. Like we. We doing it. We getting it. We still hanging in there. We not bent over or in the mm-hmm. nursing home. We out in the gym. We out traveling. We on planes, trains, automobiles. So, but still, something with that number five zero. I'm just thinking like I'm half of a hundred. I'm half a century. Yeah, it's gonna hit you. And then, especially when you go back and you look at pictures and you go back and look at things like. Because, you know, I'm, I'm famous for going back to for having a picture that's, like, mm-hmm. forever years old. And I'm like, look at, like, I just was looking at pictures of, because I know that your son is getting married um, soon. And I and it's a picture that, you know how iPhones, and they actually do those um, those collages. They automatically, like, group pictures together. Uh-huh. So, my little goddaughter, I have, like, a million and one pictures of Ava in my phone. And uh-huh. somehow, this picture of Malik just always get sucked into that those uh-uh. collages because that's because it's a baby picture and oh. it's a picture of him on the phone he couldn't have been no more than maybe two and he's on the phone it was like Christmas time and he got his little fat legs out he in a pamper the whole nine Mm-mm. and and I'm like y'all need to put this in like y'all do like a photo collage of him <laughs> at his wedding this need to be in there but um yeah. 
it's the cutest picture, but it's, it's, it's one of those things that I sit back and I'm looking at all these pictures from back in the day and even looking at the kids, like looking at Didi's son, who's now 30. And I'm like, when, how did this happen? Yeah, time fly. Like, how did this happen? How and when? And they, all of them getting married now. They haven't, you, you know, you have, your kids have children. I'm like, how? I'm like, how? I'm like, how did this happen? And, and again, you know, this because time waits for no one. But, you know, it is what it is. But 50 gave me anxiety. Sorry. I just had to put it out there. I was like, I don't know what it's doing for you right now, but it gave me anxiety. Yeah, it's giving me anxiety. It's giving me, uh, yeah. It's, 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 I sit back and think about it. I try not to, like, let it get to me, but. Every now and then I'm bad. I'm half on it. <laughs> yeah. God damn, half on it. And then, yeah. like, you know, like with the parents or whatever, I'm like, so I'm getting old. They old, old. Then, then I started thinking about that. Like, oh gosh. So. Yeah. You said, you said your parents. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I say the same thing because I, I look at, you know, I lost my dad a t- couple of years ago. So it was like one of those um, moments for me honestly you know to to really look at and that's what made me look at life differently also was like Mm -hmm. oh so it's there is a point where he won't he will not ever be here again and Mm -hmm. so that automatically goes to my mother who you know I'm extremely close to Mm -hmm. I was like oh you know if the if the prophecy is correct oh she won't be here at some point exactly I was like wow and then what happened was like after my dad passed and my aunt Hazel passed away now I was like so I don't know life without like our family is pretty small mm-hmm. so but we started thinking about how old how much older they're getting I was mm-hmm. like my mother turned 75 this year so I was like oh my goodness like this is this is real so we started talking about both of us started putting all of our stuff in the trust okay to make sure that we both like there's no issues. Like if I go first, you know, because it who knows oh. that there's no issues with having to, you know, be able to manage my estate. And mm. then same with her. So she's like, I don't want you to be burdened with mm. this. My dad had all he had all his his stuff in order because it wasn't oh. put in order, but he was in order. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I realized that my mother wasn't, and I was like, you got a lot here. She wasn't had her stuff together. She. Mm. On point, bye. Mm-mm. She didn't have none of that. She had a will, hadn't been notarized or signed, none of that what? stuff. And oh. I told her, I was like, so I said, let me get on the get on the horn with this estate planning attorney. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are right now. Good. Because it's, it's, do it's that important. So we now on um uh post and GoFundMe stuff on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I told mommy, I said, if we don't get it together, everything you have on the probate. Okay. And I and I ain't fighting. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, and this is I was like, this is a lot. So we need to, you need to make sure. I said, you don't work this hard. You need to work this hard and giving your stuff away to somebody else. And I got to go fight now and try to go get it. Mm-mm. And a lot of people don't understand. A lot of our people don't understand that. Like, fortunately, at my job, they, you know, have classes and stuff on that. So, but just think about people who don't have access to that. Like, they don't know that. That's why they make the GoFundMe page because, you know, we're not teaching you know we don't teach each other that like our parents didn't teach us that and correct i'm sure didn't teach them that you know so we gotta do better on that part yeah my mother said that too she said if i knew then what i knew now she said 
you know, I would have had the whole, the, the, you know, the whole term life insurance policy, all these yeah. things early on for you to be able to reap the benefit of it now. Yes. All of that kind of stuff. So, you know, wealth building was not in their forefront. Their, their minds were survival. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? So now we're in the, like you guys are now in a place where we're making more money than they did, you know, and, and probably making more, more money than we probably, than some of us ever thought that we would in certain aspects. And, but it's all about what you do with it though. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Look, I believe in really spending every dime you got. <laughs> and if you can't, as long as you're here. Uh-huh. Um, I told my mother, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and put it in the trust because it is what it is. I said, but I honestly don't care what anybody does with my stuff. You know, if she's no longer here, I don't have any heirs. Yeah. So I was like, it can go. Uh-uh. <laughs> it can go. Um, but, you know, if I decide I do have a nephew, I do have a biological nephew and I do have you know, a daughter and stuff like that, so. You can still give it to them. Yeah, I don't want to. They got parents. Okay. <laughs> I say that all the time. People like who don't have children, they were like, you know, I'm going to make sure that I had this argument with one of my girlfriends <laughs> who has like a host of nieces and nephews where I want to make sure that they all have college funds and they all, I said they have parents. Oh. <laughs> that is not your responsibility, lady with no children. They have parents. I, I believe in helping them out, but that ain't your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Set them boundaries, get. Yeah, absolutely. Be selfless with yourself. Mm-hmm. I was like, next thing, I was like, I, be, I was like, she, well, you can't take it with you. I don't care, but I don't mean I'm gonna give it all to them. Because that's who won't get it. The parents. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, uh, Ava's mother is, is, is Katie, so no. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. Ah, no. Yeah, I'm saying all on the airwaves. Uh-huh. Oh, bless no. her. Bless her heart. Don't give her nothing. What is, is Katie a millennial or Gen X? Is she a millennial? Okay, she is older than. She's older than Rob. Oh, she and, is. Oh, she's yeah. millennial. I think um eighty nine. So she's eighty nine. Oh yeah, that's definitely millennial. I think okay. they started. Yep. Uh, let me see, millennial. I think they started eighty nine. How the heck you spell? She's millennial? not over there only because she just is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, they start nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Okay. Yes, definitely in that. And you know, we have some millennials that are in their forties. I can't believe that. So, um, one of my friends, Crystal. Crystal was forty two, and I was like, she swears she a Gen X though. Why she think that? <laughs> because she just uh, I've always been mature for my age I get it but I said you don't want to be this I said you don't want to oh, you don't want to age as quickly so go on and relax in your millennium and they said the Gen Z's are born between 1997 and 2012 so they real young yeah and both of those generations get on my nerves yeah we're getting a lot of Gen Z's at work they are there well, that's all I work with. <laughs> I don't want to take this the wrong way because I know I probably have some Gen Z people listening, but they are very privileged. <laughs> Say it again for the people in the back who couldn't hear you. Okay, oh, they are a very privileged group of young people. Like they just think things supposed to go their way, and it and then and it added some more letters to the to the to the community, and and. <laughs> And oh my gosh, it's just where do they get that privilegedness 
if that's even a word from they just think everything's supposed to go that way you can't talk to them like this you got you got to show them respect before they show you respect you're not gonna talk me any kind of way period what and i talk to them any old kind of way I, I work with a whole my whole I think my whole entire support team is Gen Z <laughs> and I swear every day that's, this is why my, I have I had to come home and take a shot and I don't even drink <laughs> sometimes I have to take a shot or something oh because my. I swear to you <laughs> I've never seen or don't get me wrong I work with a great grump a great grump a great group of people I do even even these Gen Zers but it's just in that in the workspace I think they want to prove themselves Mm -hmm. and then um but also tell you at the same time that that you're wrong (laughs) and 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 this is and this is and they tell you this is why you're wrong I'm like okay but I don't know. So did we create the Gen Zs? Did Gen X create? We created the damn uh, Gen Zs. But here's the thing: we created both because we still have people in our generation that are having children that are in that generation as well. Yeah. So is it our fault? Is it Gen X fault that the Gen Zs are the way they are? I don't want to take all of that <laughs> and put that on, <laughs> put that squarely on our shoulders. I don't, because again, I, you know, I'll be tussling in, you know, on online with the millennials. So I mm-hmm. may want to stay out the gen, stay out of the Gen Z fight. <laughs> but um, yeah, because these millennials are—they feel like they we owe them something, and I don't know what it is that they that they're missing or lacking, or because it was a whole again me on TikTok. The young lady said. That you know, Gen X, you know, we something wrong with us. You know, we ain't take care of our kids. Y'all sent them to their grandma house. You know, <laughs> um, and I'm and I'm and I'm paraphrasing, but not. And I'm also getting the same dialect that she had when she said it. Mm-hmm. Y'all sent your kids to your grandma house. Y'all was clubbing every time you wanted to go out on a Saturday night, get liquored up. <laughs> your gr- they um, your mama had them, and da 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 da. She's like, "Cause I'm different. I'm millennial, but I was, but my mama was a boomer." But he was the youngest, so all of your siblings are Gen X. So I was like, "You're you." You're, she was making such a blanket, and empty statement that I, I literally. I mean, they came. They came for her neck. Gen X came for her neck on that ass. Was in a crack era, and that's that was the other thing. Tomorrow, most of y'all was on crack, <laughs> and and PCP, Angel Dust, whatever. You know, I mean, she just read Gen X the riot act. And I was like, huh. I was like, where did, where did, she, where did she grow up at? She's like, because, you know, I was one of those, my mom was one of those people, you know, I would be out playing and I was like, where your mama at? I'm at my grandma's house and all this other stuff. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I was like, all of my Gen X friends that had children, they took care of theirs, you know, oh. but maybe in your, in your, your, your neck mm-hmm. of the U.S., they didn't, I don't know. But it's it's this ongoing battle with Gen X and millennials, <laughs> and that's they they pissed off at us for something. <laughs> we have a lot of millennials at work, and I've come to embrace millennials because my kids are also millennials. Right. So I, I've learned a lot from millennials. I'm not gonna say that you know they don't know what they're talking about. Right. I've like I've learned to see um why they think the way they do, 
So I can relate more to millennials than the other ones. Yeah. They both still get on my nerves, but it is <laughs> it is what it is. I think it's the opinion the the fact that that millennials and maybe in Gen Z is too, but millennials are so opinionated, especially when it just comes to us though. It's like it's like we it's like every morning somebody from Gen X just pissed in their cornflakes or something. I don't know. I can't I can't uh-huh. put my finger on it. I just literally cannot put my finger on it. And uh, yeah. And I'm like, I, I look, I don't know. Cause I don't think we, we didn't we didn't go as hard. We didn't go hard on the boomers. We want them to retire and go away mm. and stop and stop being our lawmakers and things like that. But um, but I don't think we came for their neck like the millennials be coming for us. Mm-mm. They do because because we came from boomers and boomers. You know, we kind of like we were latchkey kids. Yeah. And we came. You know what I'm saying? And but a lot of millennials, they weren't latchkey kids. The you know, they came home and the parents probably worked, but they still, you know, was home in the evening when they got home from school. Mm-hmm. Um, they just grew up different. Yeah, entitlement. I mean, and that's the other thing. I was like, you know, I think and and again I'm not a parent, but I think for my own mother, she is a boomer. So one of her mm-hmm. thoughts is I want to make sure that my child has a better mm-hmm. life than I had. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the better life than she had doesn't necessarily, or as you know, any of us had, if you're raising children, doesn't mean that you have to give them everything because you mm-hmm. also have to teach them that life does not give you everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the the breakdowns happen. You know, and a lot of times, we were, huh? Go ahead. A whole episode. We should have some, we should have one millennial, one Gen uh, X, I mean, Z. And us, and maybe a boomer. Yeah, be- and ask them exactly what the problem is, because I want to know. <laughs> Fire and ass want to know. That crazy episode is going to be the battle of the, what do you call them things anyway? Generations? I don't know. What do you call it? Shit, the battle of the, yeah, the battle of the generations. generations. That, when I tell you, if you do a podcast like that, you do an episode like that, that thing would be on fire. Oh my gosh. That would be funny. I just sit back and laugh. At some point, you're gonna have to because they're gonna they're gonna try to catch you at every angle. Uh huh. I play Switzerland. <laughs> be Switzerland. I'm be As a parent me. of millennials, you probably would have to. But yeah. Yeah. not me. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I am ready to tussle with you. We're gonna have to put that on our list of episodes to do. That's that'll be a really good, funny, uh, uh, deep, uh, heated, but all in fun though so you have to make sure that people check their attitudes and egos and things like that but make yeah. it be all in fun but also informative to figure out exactly what the disconnect is mm-hmm. that is yeah, weird have, that would be good they have to you know know that it's just a debate you know with Sh- Skip and Shannon we ain't beefing those just you know what's the do Stephen A and them we not beefing we just having a debate some people can't stand Stephen A but speaking of Stephen A a like final, I think he's all right. final topic on our list for today was doing shit for the gram. Um, <laughs> is that our final one? I think it was one more. No, I think we hit them all. But doing shit for the gram. Now, I hate what we talking about. We talking about the what we've been talking about 
the text messages the past couple of weeks with the girl from Sisters doing it for the gram? Or are we talking about uh, Krishan? Like anybody doing it for the gram, but that wedding that went on for like weeks. <laughs> it, I'm like, everybody was like, I feel like I was at this dang on wedding. That was like a Broadway production. We talking about um, and a sister, bad one at that. <laughs> uh, Sky Black and KJ from Sister Tyler Perry Show Sisters got married a couple weeks ago, and it was like a Broadway production. Just go on and gram and type in Tyler Perry Sisters Wedding, and it'll pop up. You ain't got to know the girl name, you ain't got to know his name, but it'll pop up. But it was like she had like four wardrobe changes. They came out together singing the Beyonce song. That was how they, then they still walked down the aisle, right? I'm like, all these different clips I've seen, I'm like, well, what part was the <laughs> was that the reception when they walked out singing Beyonce? That was that was their entrance, yes. With the capes <laughs> and stuff. I was like, I'm done. I was like, I can't I can't take no more of this. And he's sashaying down, oh, you know, when he, when he walks down like, the aisle by himself, you know, come down with the sash on the side of the the, the the jacket. I'm like, this has got to be the most. Uh, let me just not for all of our LGBTQI AI folks. <laughs> I can't say what I want to say, and it's not derogative, but it was just like it was. Just, he, he was doing he, too much. Oh, a uh, a Gen Z. He can't be a Gen Z. He got to be a millennial. He ain't that young. Let's see. Let me, I think he's young though. See, let's see how. Oh, cause the he give it. Oh, he's 35. What does that mean? He's a millennial. Oh, he's a millennial. He's, but old, he's old enough to know better. <laughs> that was a whole Broadway production. I was definitely doing it for the gram. It was and bad all, production of that. Who's doing it for the gram is uh I was was not for Jenny Mai with Javier say her name and Jeezy's wedding from the jump. I thought she was doing that for the gram like I don't really think she loved him and she just wanted to have a baby and it, I was just not feeling that marriage and togetherness from day one so when he did his little papers I was like oh well sorry Jenny May it just seemed that whole little that whole little relationship just seemed like it was for the gram I agree I agree. I, and I don't like her. So I don't know her, but I just just on that show, which I didn't like, I used to just mm-hmm. cut that show up every chance I got. I didn't watch it, but you know, sometimes you could, it, you happen to tune in because somebody would be on there that you like. Mm-hmm. And, but I just didn't like the whole, I didn't like that entire cast except for the twin girl. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and they almost drove that poor girl crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What'd you say? They had on their crime one episode. And I just think that they were just I think they were mean girls, yeah. to be honest. And I yep. think that's that was probably the problem. That's why she ended up saying, Okay, to be exit stage left. Mm-hmm. But Jeannie is just she just never I just, <laughs> every time she would open her mouth on that show when I would actually tune in, I'm like, why? Just like mm-hmm. why? And then I remember her having that saying that making that statement about the black meat, I mean the dark meat on the side and the oh. white meat keeps her lean and mean or whatever. That she said that because Tamar, Tamar was like lies. You know, did you really say that? You know, basically. Yeah. And um, so she said it on, you know, said it on air. And, and you know, that's true to it. I mean, you know, it is what it is. That's why I think she just married him just for opportunity. She's the opportunist and yeah. the- political out. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
she just wanted a baby. And they were saying that the first husband um, filed for divorce from her, too. I'm like, they had two men that don't want to do with your ass. Don't want to have nothing to do with your girl. Something with you. She was talking about, I come from a long line of Asian women, and we have attitude problems, this, that, and the third. I'm like. So do black women. Girl, shut up. Right. We have invented the attitude, so go away. And somebody said today, I was looking on somebody's page, one of those um, gossip columnists, and he was saying that, you know, they were just like really two different people, like Jay, uh, Jay-Z, Jeezy. It was like to a point where they would have like, they would want to have like a party, like friends over. So he would like say, invite a couple friends over. Well, she invite 50 people, have it catered, have it all on the gram. And he wasn't just for the shits like that. He's always been a very low-key type guy. Like you think about Jeezy, you've never really seen him on social media until he got with Jenny May. Like you would see his videos and a little bit of stuff that he posted uh-huh. promoting his next single, but uh-huh. wait, she was doing it. That's not Jeezy style. He wasn't for all that hooting and hollering and doing it for the gram. Yeah, but that's part of her persona, though. That was, you know, what she was. She did a lot of stuff for social media. She definitely was, you know, quote unquote, you know, an influencer, if you will. And she started, and she was one of those people before because she used to be, have a show that came on, was it E or TLC? One of them, and it was about uh, makeovers. And uh-huh. It was years ago, and that's what that's where I knew her from. Oh, I didn't. And um, and it would do, and I don't know, if it was like from like something to work or something. It was like some kind of makeover show that she was a part of for, for a few years, and, and I was like, oh, when they put her on the show, I was like, okay, makes sense or whatever. Um, she's been in the talk show realm before, but when they got together, I just it really just it didn't make any sense, and they actually met on that show, I do believe, and it's like every time you turn around on that show, like I said, when I would watch it, or if it would come on. And I happened to, excuse me, be in earshot. I would hear her talk about him, like, and but she used to talk about her husband like that to her ex husband like that too. And they were they were married for ten years. So I was that, like, it wasn't it wasn't no short lived marriage. Um, the first one, but no. you know, she said when they broke up, it wasn't any infidelity or whatever. But she was stifling him because it's, she didn't want any children. And as soon as he broke up with her, he ended up having a baby. So I and think they- she went, I think she wanted to one up him. Uh-huh. And go ahead and have uh-huh. a baby. And not only have a baby, but have a baby by a black guy. Mm. <laughs> so it's just a lot of, it's a it's a lot of just, you know, foolishness that, that surrounds her. And I just think that she was, you know, wasn't a, a genuine person when it came down to him. And then he also, I, and I look at him for just being, you know, kind of, you know, I, I don't know what his type is. Because I just, that, that I, nobody ever saw that coming. No, <laughs> but but you could parade. I'm not saying he was parading her because I think a lot of that stuff had to be her that was you know putting their relationship out on social media. Mm-hmm. But remember, he dated Keisha Cole, but nobody ever. I mean, we oh. knew, uh huh, but I, nobody else knew. Right, <laughs> and you know she kind of exposed it on her little on her reality show. Like you know, mm-hmm. this fool right here was you know whatever. But nevertheless, you know, who yeah. cares? But like I said, like I said in our list, who cares about that? He's always been a private person. Like he's never been like out there. Out there. Mm-hmm. So I could see them having like a clash with that. Like he probably was like, Jenny, Jenny, uh, girl, calm down. She probably said, No, TT, I can't calm down. This is what I do. This is how I make my money. I am done with you. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right though, but I just never, yeah, I just never saw that. Uh-uh. Last I never saw it lasting long, but I was like, they went all in. They didn't have the baby and the whole night. I was like, well, maybe this yeah. is fast, but who knows? It was so fast, though. 
very much so. And I was like, but then he got other kids too. So I was like, I'm like, don't me. And I think she had it in her mind that, and like people were saying with that whole, again, that pick me um, mentality is that, you know, I'm different because my maybe because the other ones are all black and you know how they how black men when they get with other races they feel like mm-hmm. these women are more superior mm-hmm. um so and she probably had that in her mind too because you know asian people feel that way you know not all but you know you have a level of superiority when it comes to just them as a race period mm-hmm. but um i don't know it just, it just, it just screamed to me like something. This was they were mixed, they were mixed match to me. Because you know they do that sometimes too. They'll put like stars that get together. I seen this show, it's like a, like a movie, but it really happens. Like they'll put like two stars together, like Ray J and the girl sex tape, just for publicity. Like you know, just because controversy brings publicity, so they put people together like. Um, who was it that they said was together? I can't remember, but oh, uh, Twenty One Savage and um, what's the girl? What's um, the ball head girl name? Um, Wiz Khalifa's baby mama. Oh, Amber Rose. Yeah, remember they were dating for a minute, and I think that was just for publicity. And then Black China was dating some little young rap boy, but they do stuff like that, like and they get paid to act like they their girlfriends, you know, just to get the other person publicity and get their name out there. Well, the queen of that and who has a blueprint and and has probably sold it many times over is Kim Kardashian. So, oh. yeah, she invented that. <laughs> she you invented. Know, um, they created placement. that whole thing when the when the Peter people threw something on her. That was like planned. Like they- I know, I remember they they talked about it like on the when they were going off of E. Mm-hmm. When they were leaving the um the E network and they were doing like the I guess the memorable moments of the show, mm-hmm. and they said it that like they literally said that they actually put people there to actually do that to her. And I'm, that like, is crazy. I'm like, why? Controversy. And it's like you were saying, you know, I told you I didn't want to talk about the little boy flipping off the paparazzi, the whatever her son's name is, but he um and how I think they said she just said, you know, don't do that or something like that. And I was like, look, it's because that's the paparazzi that you put in place, number mm-hmm. one. <laughs> I was like, so, you they know. Tell them where they can be and everything. Hmm? They call the paparazzi. And Absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. They're not just waiting there for knowing they're going to be there on their own. They tell them they're going to be there. So come on, take these pictures. That is crazy. And and again, but that's how they've amassed their fortune. That's how they became famous for for, for not really having no talent whatsoever her mother mm-hmm. tried to dispute that i was like what do they do nothing like absolutely nothing but i mean i'm gonna give it to chris she's smart as hell yeah she was like it's- i'm gonna turn this into some, these, these lemons into some lemonade for real okay because she they probably want to go to school she knew they want to go to college she was like okay we're gonna make money some other kind of way but she need to do something with her little son but we can say that for another episode too because he ain't doing i don't know what happened to his little sock thing he ain't doing shit you know you know you at the bottom of the barrel when they say like, okay we're gonna give you a sock line <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got nothing else to do but sell socks because he can sell body shapers and she made <laughs> billions off of that and you couldn't even get a sock line off this he is sad when i say he is sad he is sad now make. Yeah. He has the youngest, he talk, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
he had all this access to people and money and people of power, people in the industry. He can do so many things. You're right. But he, I think you you got you can't that he can they can't want it more than he wants it. That's the other thing. Yeah. What do you think he want to do? Just sit around? I don't know. I I'm thinking what like what can you do? Like no. Because you got to think about it. He's not as he's not as appealing and you know and mm-hmm. easy on the eye as the girls are. You know what I'm saying? You even make Chloe look like something. You even make Kylie look like something. Who were the two ugly ducklings? Let's be real. <laughs> um, and I'm like, dude, change your whole entire face. They did. <laughs> like, okay. they and he's not even a he's he's not even he's a nice looking dude. But I'm just thinking, reinvent yourself. They have reinvented themselves over and over and over again. <laughs> Keep doing it. What's the girl? They she don't even look the same. Um, Tuesday's mother. Um, Tuesday. Uh, oh, the little Tristan's uh baby mama. Which one is that? Chloe. Yeah, oh yeah. She don't even look the same. Girl, she had a whole different face. She got her mother's face. I was like, that is Chris Jenner's face. I was like, because she did not look like that before at all. She does not. I'm like. Her What's and that? Kylie both. Kylie's whole face is different. That was the squattiest looking. She was a she was an ugly kid. Sorry, and Kendall has always looked the same. She's always been a pretty girl. Yeah. Always. Uh huh. Courtney has always looked the same. Kim's face is different, <laughs> but yeah. but good. but she got some good work done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like these other ones. Y'all look a mess. Especially, I'm like Chloe. Don't even look like herself. She probably was like, I want to look like somebody totally different. I don't want people to even recognize me. Because they call her the ugly, they used to call her the ugly fat Kardashian. So oh, oh, that was, that was, and I remember Donald Trump actually call, calling her that. Oh, the, the, she called the, the not hot fat one or something he oh. called her. Oh my God. Oh, that would have been enough to make me jump. And, and it was just, you know, and she didn't look like them. So that was the other thing. So she did not look like Courtney or Kim. And she's an Amazon. She's taller than they are. And she just felt, I think she just felt awkward. Uh-huh. I would have and, and I get it. And you're the and you're the and you're the middle child at that. So that's the up no, you're not the middle child. Well, I guess you are. Yeah. And so I don't know. She just felt like out of place. So now it's different because now she's more she's really successful with the good American stuff. You know, she had all that controversy with her and the baby daddy. So that put her on the map and also being with Lamar. So I don't know. <laughs> and then she wanna just reinvent her face and just come become... took out took out the butt implants because uh huh. And yeah. just anorexic because she need to eat she is tiny mm-hmm. I'm talking like she must be doing Ozempic everybody is doing Ozempic especially in Hollywood I wish I could get some because um, I was like I didn't even recognize I tried <laughs> the insurance was like absolutely not <laughs> yeah. They was like, uh-uh. The rich people or the people with money, they just pay flat out for it. You know, they have doctors that do whatever they say. Because I was like, oh, I just pay for it. And that thing said $1,600 a shot. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, mm. no. And it was, um, which is the same as it was Wegovi, actually, which is a, oh. which is Ozempic. But it's just not the the level of, it's not the same um amount as you would get if you were diabetic. So, because Ozempic is the one that definitely out of, I think, even out of Mojerno that actually has that fat burner in it, you know, that whatever you call it, it begins with an S. Um, But yeah, so my doctor approved it, but 
the insurance was like, yeah, no. $1,600? It was like, and then, yeah, it was like $1,600 a, um, a shot. That's a purse. Opposed to, yep, exactly. <laughs> Opposed to... A shot? And how many shots you gotta get? Like once a month? It's once a week. Oh, never mind. It's, a, it's once a week. And it's because it's, my one of my girlfriends is on, she, she's on, we, we both have the same insurance, but she has a different version of the insurance. Like, uh-huh. I have Care First, um, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and she had, like, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, Anthem, I think, and uh-huh. Anthem paid for it. Care First was like, no. <laughs> Did it work? Um, she, you can tell. You can tell she's come, she's come down, but here's the thing. I was like, who told you that you needed to lose weight? No. Like, you, I'm like, literally, they were actually telling her that she should, you know, that she was actually going to do the consulting for consulting. Um, I can't get out. Consult, what is it? Consultation <laughs> for um, the bariatric surgery, the gastric sleeve. Uh-huh. And I kept looking at her, and then I don't, you never met my friend Crystal. No, you haven't met her. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, who told you this? And I'm like, I'm still trying to figure this out. This, you know, this maybe size 14 girl. I'm like, who told you this? Oh. And and Crystal, let me wrong. Crystal used to be tiny, like when I first met her back in 2013, and had this body out of this world, and she's still built. But you know, life gets in the way. She went and got her PhD and all that other stuff, the stress of life. So mm-hmm. she gained some weight, but looks amazing. And but of course, you know, there's what comes with that because it's it's heavier for her body frame. Mm-hmm. You know, she was developing all these, you know, a couple of things here and there. But I was like, Crystal, but you used to be a gym brat, you used to be an athlete, get your butt in the gym and stop eating all that candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that I mean it's a lifestyle change. I said, I was telling her, I said, my friend who is a fitness junkie. I said, it's a lifestyle change. It's a lifestyle that she's developed. And that's the way that she's able to, you know, maintain her weight over the years. I said, she happens to be one of those people who actually had the surgery years ago. We talk about almost two two decades ago. I said, and, but, but, but been able to maintain a, a really felt body. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, but who told you you needed this? <laughs> I'm still and what for Ozempic then? Hmm. But I told her, I said, if that's what you want to do, if you wanted to get rid of this, you know, I think it's like 60 or 60 pounds that needs to go away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but if you want I said, ask them to do the, do the shots. I said, instead of doing that drastic surgery, because she was literally like, she had anxiety from, mm-hmm. you know, thinking that she had to do this. I was like, I wouldn't do it. Uh-uh. I said, you know, I, I said, I support anybody who needs that. I know. That's because it's been brought up for me. My my doctor told me she was like absolutely not because I know what you you know what to do to lose the weight. I said, but I just I said for me, but I can't keep it off. That's the problem. And um, so we've gone back and forth with it. But Crystal definitely did not need to be. A, she should not have even been a candidate for that surgery. I was like, but now like my doctor was saying, she said it's such big business. Yeah. That's the why they're that's this is the reason why they're approving like people who are just literally over whatever their um the body mass index um, index is supposed to be, they just be slightly over it and they say, Yep, you're a candidate for it. And that's the BMI is full of cop pie. But it's it's whole other, we can do a whole nother episode on that too, because I can't stand the BMI. Um, because you can a lot of bodybuilders because they have more muscle mass will be yeah. obese 
but they probably had like 10% body fat. But just because the scale says a number, mm-hmm. the, the doctors are categorizing as obese. And I think they do that for insurance purposes because, you know, they're all tied in with the insurance company and the pharmaceutical company. All that is tied in like the doctor gets like a kickback from the pharmaceutical companies for this stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's like one big game. But like I said, that's a whole nother topic of discussion. We got a couple things we can go off on got two more episodes we got already created in my mind that we i'm can... trying to tell you all you gotta do is call your girl i'm ready to talk mm-hmm. we just gotta get um the next one we if we do the gen x gen y z rl op we just have to get some people that you know represent and you know won't get in their feelings kiki that's true yeah that'll be that that's exactly true so, but this was fun. I was like, you know, I, I've actually done this for a couple of friends who actually had podcasts. And I was yeah. like, because you know, I was like, I always have something to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> you always in the know. Yo with the know. <laughs> so thanks. anytime. Yeah, thanks for chatting. We'll be, we'll be chatting again. Sounds good. All right, y'all. All righty. Peace out. Thank you. I bet y'all thought I forgot about my favorite segment. I know you fucking lying. And when trying to figure out or trying to find like the most outrageous story to talk about, I was going to do Krishan and Blueface. Some of you may know them. Some of you may not. I'm sick and tired of them. I was going to do Cardi, Offset, Nicki Minaj, and The Pedophile. But eh, I mean, we've been talking about that all week. So, you know, I'm strolling because that's where I get my information from, from the World Wide Web. And I come across Shannon Sharp's podcast. He has a podcast as well. Shout out to Uncle Shannon Sharp, NFL player. Y'all know who he is. Anyway, so he had Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson on his show recently. Now, Chad Johnson is a former NFL football star. He recently got engaged. Well, not recently, but a couple years ago, he got engaged to a young lady. Uh, She was on one of those real estate millionaire Tampa shows. I forgot the name of it, but her name is Sherelle Rosado. Now, they already had a kid and they're not married. They're still engaged. Recently, Sherelle and Chad Ochocinco, you know, decided to put a date on when they're going to tie the knot. Sherelle asked Ocho to sign a prenup which he denied. He doesn't want to sign a prenup. His stand is he loves being a stay-at-home dad. He loves being a house husband. He loves staying home, taking care of the kids, you know, the child, the new child they have together and playing games and playing PlayStation and whatever it is that he does while she goes to work and be a real estate mogul. He said that I see that feeling women have because I see the feeling that women have because this woman has provided me with the ability to be a stay at home dad. This is me quoting him. I ain't got to do nothing but take care of the kids. I get to play video games all day. I ain't got to go to work. Do you know what that feels like to have somebody like that? The roles are reversed now. So I see how women be feeling when they be going crazy over dudes when dudes got money. I get it. Now you get to chill and you ain't got to do nothing. This is end quote. 
So his whole thing is, you know, he's taking a woman's stand. You know, he's flipping a role. Like, women can do it, so why can't he be a stay-at-home dad? So he feels like, since he's not working, and I guess he's secretly trying to say his ass is broke, that he doesn't want to sign a prenup. But let me just play a little clip. Let me just play a little bit for you. What's the issue? She talking about we get married next year, right? Right. That's what you told me. Stay with me. Stay with me, though. Okay. Had the nerve to bring me papers to sign a prenup. Oh, yeah. You supposed to. Uh-uh. 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 Oh, yeah. You, hey, listen. I'm trying. I see what women, I see that feeling women have. Because this woman has provided me with the ability to be a stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to do nothing but take care of the kids. Yeah. I get to play video games all day. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to go to work. Mm-hmm. You, know what that, you know what that feel like? You know, to have somebody, the, the roles are reversed now. Yeah. So now I see how women be feeling when they be like going crazy over dudes well, when my, they got when when dudes got money. Oh, I get oh boo, I I get it now. You get to I, chill and you ain't got to do Oh, Ocho, I'm I'm a guy, and that's what I tell my my friends and even what's the issue? She talk about yeah. So that's Chad. He must got that CT thing, you know when the. The football players when they have that brain trauma i think he got some ct whatever injuries to his brain because ain't no way on god's green earth first of all it's nothing wrong with him being a house husband staying at home but for him to say he ain't gotta work like dude you gotta be investing some you don't have to physically go to work now i'm not saying you have to go to work but you have to be doing something to bring income in not just for me the wifey i'm speaking for sherelle but he has kids, so he ought to be doing something to build that legacy for his kids. I can't believe he said roles are reverse. He want to be the wife. Okay, be the wife slash house husband. But you better be doing some investing or something on the side. You better get with Acon and get some of them Acoins or something. You better go out here with your fiance and sell some houses. Okay? You better be like Shaquille O'Neal and open up some chicken joints and do a couple commercials for uh the general insurance be like rick ross open up a thousand wing stops come on dude he not even making sense it, it seems like he's just talking for shock value you know how some people say controversial shit for shock value so it can get them uh recognized and and get their social media and get the likes and stuff that's what he chad is a classic like i, I don't even he's not even a millennial i think he's like a gen x but he has the mentality of these um social media uh brand influencers people no dude you're a grown man with kids do something stay home like i said stay home be a house husband make sure my dinner is cooked when i come home and make sure the house is clean you ain't got to clean it you can call a maid but just make sure this shit is clean and make sure my meal is prepped according to my macros okay chad and then have you some business on the side and i don't mean no other women business i mean some kind of business where you're bringing in some kind of income you're doing something productive with your life i know you fucking lying and that's it and that's all it's a wrap thank you for listening to this episode with my special guest yo with the no i really appreciate you all and also i'll be putting a question the q a segment on my spotify podcast account so Please respond to the question if you like, but definitely subscribe and follow.
subscribe and follow me, Meek with the Deets, on Apple and Spotify. Please, if you listen to this podcast, do not forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. I'm going to have more guests. Trust me. I'm going to have more guests. I love talking to you guys, but I also like talking to other people and having guests and hearing their insights. And, you know, there's a lot of smart people out there. I know a lot of smart people. Let me just say that. So, yeah, make sure you subscribe and follow and also share with people that you think might be interested in this episode and interested in my podcast as well. This is the third season. I ain't going nowhere. I Bye. Thanks for listening to Meek with the Deets. If it's entertainment, health and fitness, and mental health, we're talking about it. It's our passion, and we hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, you can find all our social media handles at Linktree at Fitz2AT. Y'all be cool, and we'll see you next time.